Welcome to this new podcast from Implement AI. I'm Piers Linney, one of your hosts, and my co-founder of Implement AI is Alok Shukla. It's a new podcast we've started today. We've started Implement AI reasonably recently, and we thought, you know, everyone's asking us for updates and news. This, this world's moving very, very quickly. So we thought we'd start a podcast focused on this for you. So we give you updates, insights, share some experiences, tell you what we're doing and how the company's progressing. If you don't know much about us, I'll give you a quick intro. So I'm Piers Linney. My background is in technology, some media communications. I'm probably best known for being a dragon on Dragon's Den on TV in the UK. That's Shark Tank if you're abroad. But I've been on the, you know, I've been in technology and cloud and communications, unified communications, and more recently, artificial intelligence for probably 15 or 20 years now. I've sat on the board of Tech UK. I was a founding board member of the UK Cloud Industry Forum. This is what I do. I'll let Alok introduce himself. My name is Alok. Um, glad to be here, Piers. Um, I've been in tech for the last seven years, um, mainly focused on technology within health, but we've been working with artificial intelligence since 2019 and um, with the older style of neural networks, computer vision, also robotics and um, robotic process manufacturing. So yeah, good to, good to connect with you. So we, we kind of got together, we were talking about this for a while, people were talking to us and we thought, let's put our our heads together our capabilities and uh, we started implementing so it's been it's an absolute whirlwind isn't it uh we'll, we'll get into a bit more detail we've been talking to various boards of small companies and large companies and we've been trying what we're trying to do is kind of almost productize consultancy to make it easy to absorb because the problem is as soon as you think about something or you develop something or you implement something the world's moved on i mean is we do this like every day and it's bad enough and hard enough for us to keep up. So for our clients and companies we're talking to to keep up is, is kind of nigh impossible. Absolutely. And I think one of the key points is when we were giving an update to a large professional services firm and it was like the, the whole boardroom, it was nobody's job to be thinking about this. AI sits across everybody's department is transforming everything. So for some people, it's almost snuck up on them about what's possible. So it's really quite exciting to be able to really help companies understand the power that's there, whether you're, you know, 500 person organization or a 10 person organization, you all can benefit in a massive way. And I think what well, yeah, you're absolutely right. So what was fascinating is that, you know, even a CTO, it's not really their job at all. Even a CIO, potentially it's going to become their job, but it, it isn't. So we've been developing the idea of, you know, of, a, of an AI officer, supplied by a fractional AI officer, supplied by Implement AI to support companies. But I think what we've just set the scene, what we've been doing though, initially, it's kind of in an organization, everyone's at different levels. So you've got, you've got the sort of C-suite sometimes that disconnected from the technology team that have been looking at this. You've got people using uh, AI in their day job. So I used to talk about, you know, shadow IT, people using IT systems that weren't really signed off. Now people are using shadow AI, which is, um, you know, orders of magnitude more powerful. So we've been sort of saying, right, let's just explain the way that the, where the world is, the state of the nation, the state of the technology, and bring everyone up to at least a kind of a baseline level. So we, you know, we've had a way we sort of present this basically is, but it's kind of human first world, haven't we? Where, you know, machines or, or technology has been augmenting humans to make them cleverer, make them be able to do more things, to be able to utilize and access more data more easily, or just to be stronger and faster. We've now moved into, and this is past tense, since the beginning of this year, really, well, there were rumblings at the end of last year, but especially with these, you know, these chatbot front ends, these large language models, we've now moved into an AI-assisted era, and there's no going back. I was talking to my children, who I've sort of kicked out while we're doing the podcast. It's half term. You're going to grow up in a world where you will never ever not have access to this technology. So it's a fundamental shift. So. There's a time now, this AI-assisted era, and it's going to be, you know, if you're a knowledge worker, we're talking, to, we had, were working with a law firm last week, accountancy firm we've been working with, it's changing what they do and how they recruit and their whole business model fundamentally forever. So 
I was a trustee of Nesta for six years, UK's largest innovation agency, got 600 million pound foundation, did a lot of research on artificial intelligence. This was probably going back four years now. And the research came out and said that the creative jobs are the safest ones. And what's, the way it's turned out is, is that the creative jobs are becoming the first ones to go. You know, so you're looking at ways of creating imageries and photography on the fly, essentially. So this AI-assisted world in terms of knowledge and software is going to move very quickly. It's a two to five year maximum window. Robotics and physical labor is going to be a bit longer. But eventually, artificial intelligence will start to develop robotics in ways that even we don't understand. And that's going to be very, very quickly. Whenever that is, be it in some knowledge work and software or physical um, work and technology and robots, that could be 50 years out. But then we're into an AI first world and there'll be generations of people that, you know, they don't trust a human to drive their car. They want an autonomous car. They don't want a human lawyer or an accountant because they're not as good as the automated versions. And that's the world we're moving into. Absolutely. So like, for example, in the States now, they were serving medical students that were going to go into different specialties and already the numbers that were going to choose radiology, so reading x-rays, reading scans, the percentage they're choosing radiology has decreased because you've got systems which do the full scan and the AI diagnostics in the loop. You know, there's no human at all. So the thing is like, when you've got the power of a system that can crunch how much data, like one of these new language models called Claude, it can basically load in 100,000 tokens, which is nearly like 100,000 words, right? And you can interrogate it on any part of it. Give me all the instances of this word or that word. A human just couldn't do that. So we're now entering this area where you said AI assisted is absolutely the way to go. And I think a lot of people have been looking at GPT and different things like this, but there's there's multiple dimensions to AI. You know, you've got like the AI interfaces where you it's like voice text or even like interfacing in that way. But then you've also got AI, you know, agents and robotic process automation. And when you start mashing everything together, it's really quite exciting what can be done, isn't it, Piers? Like, so- and what's happened is, isn't it, is that the, all, this, all these different strands of research, these sort of um, themes, essentially, have all now coalesced because these large language models, whether it's an image, whether it's text, speech, video, it doesn't matter anymore, it's communication, isn't it? So now you can communicate. It's become very, very quickly, you know, Google, Gemini, it's a, you know, multimodal. So it's text to speech, you know, it can be speech to video even. And that's put all these research strands together and they've all coalesced. So now you've got almost like an exponential change begins to happen because all those brains and minds and time and now money is focused on it. Absolutely. And I think one of the interesting things that we've been looking at is like how companies can be proactive about it because you really got to control this from the top down because you don't want like to leak productivity by one department suddenly using AI and then now they can get a second time part-time job because they don't need to do as much. It's all about having that vision about where you're going to implement things. And that's why we've been doing boardroom updates, isn't it? So why don't we talk a little bit about that? Because we had like, there's two bits we can cover. One was like boardroom updates we've been doing for bigger companies. And also we did a really interesting AI for business boardroom update for small and medium-sized business owners last week as well, isn't it? Yes, I think the boardroom updates have been really, you know, partly training, I would call it, isn't it? As I said before, bringing everyone up to a level. But, you know, talking about things, you know, about innovation curves and and the way this world is changing. But I think that the kind of scene set, the way I've used it is, you know, if you're familiar with innovation curves, where, you know, a technology takes a long time to sort of kick in, then you've got a new technology begins to arrive, and cloud technology is a great example of it. ACDC power back in the day was another good, good example. There's a period of time of what they call FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, where the old technology and the new technology are sort of fighting each other. You know, they're sort of telling each other the other one's still better. But over time, as we all know, the new technology, usually, most often, it takes over. And then it takes longer than you think to take off. But when it takes off, it takes up a lot faster. Now, I spent, you know, 
10, 5, 10 years, sometimes I'm not as successful as I wanted to be, selling cloud. And cloud was kind of like, well, why should I move? Because I'm doing the same thing on premise as I can do in the cloud. Yeah, there's more scale, more security, might be a bit cheaper, but do I really need to move? No, you didn't. AI is completely different. This innovation curve, and you know, we're big positive, we're believers in the positive implement AI. So we think that there's going to be, you know, real change for good. But this innovation curve potentially is the last one, the last one driven by humans. And we won't have these sort of long periods of time where you know, it takes generations and research and, you know, people doing degrees and becoming PhDs to move on. Software will be able to iterate and develop and improve, you know, overnight, uh, in, in minutes, seconds infinitely and all the time so these you have these big curves it'll be constant and that's why you see exponential change and we as humans this is the thing we were saying we as humans we only think in a linear fashion and it's very hard to understand exponential change or geometric progression you know someone's got a cough in wuhan suddenly you know you can't your kids can't go to school and that's the world we're going into so trying to see too far out is very difficult and also right now because we've talked to other people and especially the smaller companies as well there's a huge amount of noise that we're trying to cut through no, I agree with you 100%. And I think like the key thing here is like, it's not even just an exponential, it's a stacked exponential. So I was showing a graph at that presentation last week about the, the adoption curve for stable diffusion, which is a different language model, which is used to generate images. And if you look at it on a graph, it actually looks straight up. Um, and people thought that that was like the axis going up, but it wasn't. That was the adoption curve of that. And that's much faster than Bitcoin, Ethereum. And we know how much people loved all those things, isn't it? Right. So I think the key thing here is like, you have to have a plan and you have to understand that like, if you're dealing in information, bytes, voice, text, whatever it is like this, all of that is going to get, you know, co-piloted, assisted or dealt with directly with AI. And you have to have a plan of where your team is going to go. Because we've seen these companies like um, IBM, they announced that 8,000 employees were going to be, you know, like not hired or potentially let go. I mean, you've got BT, that. 55,000 in the UK, you know, which was it a fifth? Yeah. You expect to be the result of um, AI. So, so, so you need to have a plan for where everyone's going to, how everyone's going to be, you know, reorganized and, and, and redeployed because you need to have a vision for that. So last week, so let's talk about last week. So we were at... Um, Pinsent Masons in London, and we ran an AI for Business boardroom update for you know different small business owners from across the UK and Ireland. It was a it was a really great day, really really insightful. Well, I'm actually a lawyer by training, uh, another spring to my bow. But and it's quite interesting that you know a law firm now, Pinsent Masons, it was their innovative delivery partner, gave a very interesting talk. But even their strap lines kind of like we're a professional services firm with law at the core. And even then, we were talking and we were having a private chat as well about you know being a trainee solicitor now. You know what's the outlook? Um, it's potentially even worse in accounting because you know these models are pretty good at adding up increasingly especially they can, especially they can access you know computational power as well so that world's changing massively and and i think it was interesting that some of the people there had turned up because you know they clearly wanted to some had turned up because they've been told to attend by their boss but i think there's two of them wasn't there we were kind of like oh, okay yeah well hopefully <laughs> you, yeah they were like well we'll, you know, we'll enjoy the lunch exactly. and I we kind of thought well good. hopefully we'll add some value <laughs> by the end of it uh, the way we were talking to them, we went for a quick drink afterwards in Liverpool Street in London. We changed their lives. You know, we changed their outlook on their career. We changed their business. And the point I, I keep making is that, you know, there's still time yet. You know, we, you, know you, you talk about a, a bullet train leaving the station. I talk about a ship leaving a harbour. And you can still make that leap from the quayside onto that boat. But that yeah. gap's becoming wider as these things move away. And AI, in the very short term, it's not going to replace you or your business. What will is your competition using AI? Because the, and we, we work through the examples in that session, we can talk about the the change in terms of your growth potential. And let's call it, you know, it can be cost reduction, but it can be optimizing your cost as you grow. 
makes a huge difference in terms of not just your margins, but, you know, when you're applying, you know, 10x to the cash flow of his business in terms of valuation, you're looking at, you know, 10 times multiple on that in additional, with, with one example, a million pound of revenue, we could extract 200K. So you're adding 2 million to the value of that business, which is owned by one person. And that's huge wealth creation. No, absolutely. And I think the key thing there is like looking at like how there are different elements that you can kind of benefit from. So one of the exciting things is like finding an unfair advantage, because now with your kind of like digital customer experience and with the AI tools, you can create an, an, an experience which no one else can match. So as an example, like I was literally just before I, I was talking with you, Piers, I was talking with a financial services company deal with like loans and, um, you know, finance products, basically. And we and they were explaining that like there's not much differentiation in those products and it comes down to service. But then I was, he, we were talking that if there was like an AI agent version, then any accountant could basically recommend that firm's products because it would already know the eligibility criteria and all the different details from it. And I said, if you've got like a more frictionless user experience for your resellers, your adoption is going to go off the charts basically, right? So the whole point here is like, you've got the advantage to be able to like literally deploy a superior digital experience. And then while everybody else is trying to figure out what's going on, you can just like accelerate ahead, basically. And that's the key is you've got to move very, very quickly. And I always use an example, I call it the value pyramid, call it what you like. But essentially the pyramid was, you know, it was human labor and knowledge. And the technology over the years is moving up. And it's kind of squeezing us into the top where you've got to yeah. add more value. I mean, you know, selling the average product to the average price, to the average person, the average way, your lunch is going to be eaten for sure. So you've got to move up this pyramid into the top where you add more value and you use technology to automate the mundane, automate anything you want to automate. But and increasingly, our world will change because, you know, will there be enough work in there for all of us? But between now and then, that's a huge opportunity. And you've got to move up to the top of that pyramid very, very quickly because if you don't, you're left behind. The issue with exponential change, and this is why nation states are fascinated by not fascinated determined to solve you know artificial general intelligence because if you yeah. solve it on monday and someone else solves it on wednesday say they'll never catch up and that's the same in business you, you're not going to be able to in three years when the kind of world's moved on but like no cloud or shall i now build a website it's not going to be like that it's going to be very very difficult to catch that train or make the leap from the quayside onto that boat and a lot of businesses the one in london in the room during that day, and it was a whole day, wasn't it? During that day, you could see that realization set in. No, absolutely. So why don't we talk about a couple of practical examples? Because like we've been talking a little bit abstract. So let's look at an example. So imagine you've got like a marketing department and imagine you were targeting one type of customer or let's say you've got different customer groups, but you've got one marketing department. Typically, you can only generate a certain number of like social media videos a week. You can only generate a certain number of blog posts a week. But now with AI, you could literally create different brands, sub-brands or persona brands for like targeting, you know, doctors, dentists, lawyers, charities, whatever it is, basically. And so your same team can be more productive. So that's moving up that value pyramid that we talked about, or it's even having your own um, bespoke tools. So I was showing um, that guy in the financial services, this tool where basically it's from a medical application, but it can be repurposed into anything. It's where the, let's say the doctor or the advisor is talking with the client and the whole transcription is happening at the bottom, but then it's also prompting and suggesting questions for the expert or the doctor to ask 
the, the, the patient or the customer, you know, it's guiding them basically, right? And on the left hand side, I saw that, and then it was suggesting diagnosis view problems. on the diagnosis, exactly. wasn't it? Over time, yeah. as the conversation so went you're on, you're a mortgage broker, you have a conversation with someone about the different elements, they could list to you, okay, what questions to ask, and other areas of financial opportunity or things that they need to look at. Same could be for AI assisted audit, AI assisted medical consultation, AI assisted, um, you know, financial services consultation, that you name it, it's there. And then you can have a button on the right where you can generate a transcript or a summary or a data visualization of the, of the meeting. Imagine literally we have a conversation and you send me afterwards a knowledge graph, like I was showing some of these 3 knowledge graphs, which explains what's important to the person, what the themes are. I mean, you can just wow people basically. And then are you going to be trusting that person more who appears more data-driven and faster or someone that is going to be taking a week before a dictated letter comes to you in the post? I mean... And, and these are you know, examples we've used on several occasions where just to show the art of the possible. And I think that a lot of the businesses in the room, and these were kind of ranging from what, two people even, probably five, up to sort of about 100, they could all see immediately. And then, and you hear a lot of the, you know, a lot of the obvious, but even a lot of the obvious can make a massive difference. And the, and the you, you know, you might read about the obvious on the news or watch a YouTube video, but actually implementing that and having the right framework, policies, government structure to implement it and keep it up to date within your organizational, you know, AIT, ICT framework isn't that straightforward because this is moving so quickly. Like we were saying that, I remember probably three weeks ago now, um, I can be techie if I need to be. So I had my command line, I had two auto GPTs. These are like two agents chatting to each other, you know, doing some research while I was making a cup of tea in the last room. I think I put a post about it on LinkedIn. And then they started to try and send a tweet, which when I kind of went running back and stopped them. So one week I'm on a command line trying to get this thing to work and it was a bit clunky, a bit overhyped, but you know, again, it was showing the art of the possible. And then two weeks later, you know, OpenAI, ChatGPT has launched plugins, which are essentially the same thing. They are different agents that go off, they perform tasks, bring back the information, the knowledge or the result, whatever it was, and then they combine it to achieve an outcome that you've actually asked for. So in that fundamental and these are now accessing the internet wolfram alpha which is a big computational model lots of data i was doing an example of if the temperature is 20 degrees in lisbon where where you are book me a flight and it, it checks it the weather i think it was wolfram comes back logs into expedia and books a flight now what's interesting is this is you know and it's been we talked about this potentially the end of the website i mean what is a website it's a it's some html it's some back end potentially it's something on the web you go and look at to try and access information. If all you have now is a data repository of all your information about your products and services and pricing, that's all it is. There's an API plugged into a large language model. And in your chatbot, look, I'm trying to find a present for my wife. I've got this much to spend, ideally jewelry. I want to pick it up. I want to customize it. It's in London. You now have to go find 16 different websites and do the research yourself. It'll give you the results and then you can purchase it. That will, you know, send off, um, as it'll use an API, make that order for you, customize it and get it delivered. The world of SEO websites, I think, it is going to change massively in the next three years. It's changing. And it's just going to be like those that like have the, the fastest friction-free experience, either for a human or an AI agent, are going to benefit. So you really need to be thinking about this now. So what's been happening, Piers, like when companies want to find out more, what's the next step? What's the best way to do that? We're trying to productize it, aren't we? So I think that event was very interesting in terms of understanding what people want. The way we look at it is, you know, you need to bring them up to speed. We're doing these boardroom updates. So you bring everyone up to speed. It's like a training session, really. And that could be C-suite. If it's a small company, it could be you and your co-founder. But then it's a question of, well, what do you do next? So then it's a question of, right, that's great. There's a lot of noise. How do we actually make, what are the actionable things we can, actionable next steps? 
Exactly. Where the un, where's the different advantages? Like, what would your PL look like if it what's was transformed? The on, and which technology? Yeah, your business, your sector. Yeah. What's that going to look like? So, quickly, quickly, we're going. We call it um, AI Accelerate. So that's kind of going into your business, your sector. What's the impact going to be? What's the horizon scanning? Are there any big ideas your business needs? I mean, there are some things that you know, machine learning. You know, there are different strands to AI where you could make a huge amount of change, but it might require some time and investment, and that sets the scene. Then the next phase, we call it AI advantages, where you're then going to, okay, real work, custom work on your business, looking at trying to find discovery and then solutions, implementation. And then clearly it's about measurement, optimization. And what we're also doing is offering um, AI fractional AI officers and to put your policy framework in, in place. And then over time, initially 12 months, because it's quite hard to look out further than that, is then we help you optimize and work with you to make sure things are kept up to date. Now, you might not swap things out every month because things change, but there will come a point where that software needs to, you know, update itself or evolve or you move to something else. Yeah, and you can get different productivity increases, right? Because the whole point is like, if you can get 30% to 50% productivity increase across your three key departments, which are going to drive your growth, that's going to be huge. And then you say, okay, then afterwards, I want to get some productivity increases on some of my fulfillments. My cost of goods sold goes down. So the point is, it's like an ever-expanding you know, solution really, isn't it? Like, and it's a question of simply like. Well, wait. also, there's a lot. There's a lot of tech that hasn't caught up. So, people on TV talking about you know call centers and chatbots. You know, they're not using large language models yet. And I'm sure all these customer service companies and you know they're all busy trying to build yeah. this in very very quickly. But that's still you know reasonably old technology. You know, what we're talking about here is something which is fundamentally different. It is extremely powerful. It's now multimodal. And you think about what that means to shopping. You know, yeah. I can hold something up to the camera. It, you know, it will know this is the glass of water and it will then, it can know the shape of the glass. Yeah. And it can go off and find it for me because it's then translated into text. I did one, it's called Peers by my website where even running your businesses, right? You, get, you can ask the same questions all the time. So you can ingest all your textual content into a bot essentially and people can then talk to the bot and ask all those questions that's the same thing customer service and i think you were saying earlier is that you can start segmenting your marketing by sector and organization but eventually if you're a consumer by the individual that's where this is going absolutely and then you can personalize based on like let's say for example someone let um was an e-commerce website website and they didn't complete the purchase so it's like um you know stuck basket you could have an email which is literally like for example be a voice note from you and it could basically say you know hi alok um i saw that you didn't buy that mountain bike you know here's three reasons why i think it's a great christmas purchase or whatever it is basically and it just builds that trust and that can be you know your own voice which is then done in, in you know in, in a scalable way across a whatsapp message or it could be an email yeah, you're setting an outcome you're saying look deal with all of the you know the reasons why this person is not going to buy this product the the model will keep going to see it ticks off all the issues they've got with that purchase until you know you know might not you might not close it but it means a human doesn't doesn't have to do that and think on the fly and it can be completely automated yeah so it can go to like a thousand people you know five thousand people so i think that's the power of it. And I think that that's quite a, quite an interesting thing. So it's been a, it's been a fascinating catch up Piers. Like, um, so, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of noise out there. And I think, uh, what we're trying to do is, and is, is cut through it. So it's going to be another, we're going to do these what every week, there's a quick catch up, talk about yeah. where we've met and everybody I talk to, this is what's fascinating about this is interested in this. This is not, you know, I was, I was into blockchain. You weren't, were you? No, I didn't. And, uh, and, but I, missed you know, that. <laughs> I was never into NFTs and, you know, buying digital monkeys. But think about it now. When content 
the cost of content goes to zero almost. And you don't know if any content's real, even if it's a video of me, you, just, you won't be able to tell. The value of NFTs now is a use case because everybody content can actually have its provenance proved. So this is not it's like different. cloud, it's not like blockchain. This is a fundamental transition to a, a whole new world. And it's going to happen in business and, and then economics and it'll be a societal change. And what we want people to do, listening to this or watching this, is to get on that boat, or train. my boat, or get on Alok's train <laughs> as soon as possible and uh, and you know, move to be AI-assisted. Exactly. So where can people find out more? So we're building a website. We're just launching that. Um, but if you go to implementai.io um, or ping us on LinkedIn, you'll be able to get to us. And the first step is, it's not a huge commitment, is to... You know, we call it AI for business boardroom update and training is to have that session with exactly. us. Initially, we're the co-founders. We're doing it. So you're getting us. Um, we are running out of slots, to be quite honest, because we're moving very quickly. But you're getting us and we'll do that update <laughs> and then we'll move on from there in terms of next steps. Brilliant. Well, listen, great to catch up with you, Peers. And um, yeah, okay. we'll catch up with you next week. Same time next week. Okay. Cheers.